day here in Curitiba, which I guess is completely irrelevant to you, but I like the cold and the darkness and black things, which makes me relate to an extent to today's author. So there you have it. Today I'm going to be discussing Maggie Steve Waters' The Raven Boys. I love this book. <laughs> and before I get started, I want to say that this podcast is spoiler-free, so don't worry about that. All right. Uh, let's start with some background on Maggie Stiefvater. If you're, if you're learning English, by the way, if you're learning English and pronunciation is a pickle for you, learning how to pronounce this woman's name is like a really great challenge for you. According to her own website, it's pronounced like Steve, like the name Steve, and Otter, like the animal. So Steve Otter, Steve Otter. So... <laughs> Maggie is incredibly talented, she's not just an author, she's also an artist and she does lots of things that are completely unrelated to one another. She plays the bagpipes and many other instruments, she's obsessed with cars, she has many many goats and she calls her husband lover and her children thing one and thing two, which makes me uh, think of Stephen King. He calls uh, his dog, Molly, I think it's the name of the dog. He calls her the thing of evil. So, yeah. Uh, she's a pretty good writer. Maggie is a pretty good writer. And besides the Raven Boys, actually, I haven't read her books yet, but I knew about her from the internet, from booktubers who talked about her books and everything. So I got the Raven Boys some years ago. I bought the... Scholastic first edition hardcover from 2012, I think, but I only read it in 2016. I loved it from the first few pages. It is a really good story, but I read it so fast that I couldn't remember it some months later. Um, that happens to me sometimes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this sort of amnesia, <laughs> but it's common for me. Uh, but I remember I loved it enough to look her up online and I started following her on social media. And something that to me was really cool and I don't, I don't know, I've never, I'd never seen an author doing that before. She was on Tumblr, she is on Tumblr and she's active over there and she posts and writes about anxiety and other mental disorders. Uh, she shares her art and other, many other cool things. Uh, she tells stories about book signings and you can see that the connection she has with her fans is very much real. And I love that, I respect that so, so much. So even though I, for some reason, I didn't continue reading uh, the books in the Raven Cycle or didn't go after her other books, I kept following her and looking forward to reading her posts and seeing her art and her goats. So yeah, she's a pretty cool lady. Uh, I think she's awesome. And you should definitely check her out just because she's awesome. 
Actually, her life story is quite interesting. She was quite the rebel when she was a teenager. She still is. But I'm not going to delve much deeper into that here. I'm just going to say that there's a TED talk that she gave that I used to use in my English classes with my students. It's called How Bad Teens Become Famous and I'll never get tired of watching it. I just stopped using it in class because the quality of the video that was up on YouTube was pretty bad. I don't know if they fixed it now, but the sound was weird and it didn't help when I had to play it in a classroom. But the content of the talk is incredible and I'm already repeating my adjectives here again because that's how much I like this woman. Anyway, Google this talk after you finish listening to this podcast, you will understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, The Raven Boys. Maggie Stivotter writes uh, young adult fiction and this book falls into that category as well. What I like most about it though, because I, I don't, I mean, I like YA, but it's not my favorite genre. There has to be something else in the mix for me to like it. And The Raven Boys is actually pretty dark, I think. For a young adult novel, there's a very dark tone in there that I just love. And the characters are real. They are teenagers, they are a girl. The main characters are a girl and four other boys. And this might seem like a recipe for the cheesiest YA novel ever, like uh, Twilight on steroids, but it's not. They are not stupid. They don't make stupid decisions just because they're flat. They're actually very deep and fun to read. You want to spend your time with them, reading them, which is great. Um, I might have said this before in the podcast. If not, I'm sure I talked about it on Instagram. I'm a very character-driven reader and writer. So I don't exactly love lengthy descriptions of the surroundings, for example. And while I I enjoy a well-constructed plot, of course I like it, uh, I would choose a character-focused story over that in a minute. And I think Maggie brings a good balance between character and plot in this book. It would be hard to focus too much on the characters because, like I said, we have four or five main characters and the book is not that long. But I like the character uh, developments in this book, especially Adam's arc. It's very well done. And Adam is actually my least favorite character, but his story is so well constructed. It's a beautiful thing to read. I mentioned before that I've read this book so fast the first time that I couldn't exactly remember it later, right? So I read it again to talk about it here. And because I didn't remember all the details, it was just like, uh, just as entertaining as it was before. I loved it. And now, yes, now I do remember all of it. (laughs) So here's the synopsis for you. There are only two reasons a non-seer would see a spirit on St. Mark's Eve. Either you're his true love or you killed him. Every year, Blue Sergeant stands next to her clairvoyant mother as the soon-to-be-dead walk past. Blue never sees them until this year when a boy emerges from the dark and speaks to her. His name is Gansey and he's a rich student at Anglionbite, the local private school. Blue has a policy of staying away from Anglionbite boys Known as Raven Boys, they can only mean trouble. But Blue is drawn to Gansey in a way she can't entirely explain. 
He's on a quest that has encompassed three other Raven boys. Adam, the scholarship student who resents the privilege around him. Ronan, the fierce soul whose emotions range from anger to despair. And Noah, the taciturn watcher who notices many things but says very little. For as long as she can remember, Blue has been warned that she will cause her true love to die. She doesn't believe in true love and never thought this would be a problem. But as her life becomes caught up in the strange and sinister world of the Raven Boys, she's not so sure anymore. From Maggie Steve Otter, the best-selling and acclaimed author of the Shiver trilogy and the Scorpio races, comes a spellbinding new series where the inevitability of death and the nature of love lead us to a place we've never been before. Of course, this is on the book jacket, so it's all about the sales. It sells the story of this true love thing, and while this is a big part of the plot, the book is about many other things. This is not the focus. This is not what makes the story what it is. So please don't turn the book down just because of it if you didn't like it. Um, if you don't like romance, I mean. <laughs> Something that I noticed this time around, now that I've been following Maggie on social media for years, is how much of her own self she puts into the characters. You have Genzi and Ronan with the cards, especially Genzi. Uh, you have Blue and her family with the tarot cards and so on. Just like bits and pieces of herself that she's sharing with them while bringing them to life. I think that's awesome. I'm going to read now a passage from page 182 from the Scholastic First Edition hardcover. Blue dropped her eyes to the ground. It was true that she was kept awake at night by Genzi's journal and by the suggestion of something more to the world. It was also true that she was dodged by the idea that maybe, just maybe, there was a sleeping king and she would be able to lay her hand on his sleeping cheek and feel a centuries-old pulse beneath his skin. But more important than either of those was her face on that page of cups card and a boy's rain-spattered shoulders in the churchyard and a voice saying, Genzi. That's all there is. Once she'd seen his death laid out for him and seen that she was that he was real and found out that she was meant to have a part in it, there had never been a chance she would just stand by and let it happen. So that's it. Um, oh, there's just one more thing I love about Magazine Butter. And I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I remember reading this, um, reading tweets from her about this. She's a slithering. So Slytherin pride all over here. <laughs> I'm going to keep reading The Raven Cycle and Maggie's other books now, so there will be more episodes on her in the future, probably with spoilers, but I will always let you know. I would love to hear from you now. So if you have read The Raven Boys or if you haven't yet, but want to know more about the book or the author, you can reach me at bookclub at monicasanoli.com.br. If you prefer Twitter, I'm at Monica, S-A-N, underline, O-L-I. If you prefer Instagram, I'm at Monica Sanoli. If you, yeah, if you don't know me, I'm an English teacher based in Brazil. And the main goal of this podcast is to make people read in English. I, I want to say thank you to my lovely subscribers. They always get the episode earlier along with a vocabulary list custom made for the episode and many other perks. So if you want to subscribe, go to monicasanoli.com.br and join the family. <laughs> I also uh, I also want to thank my students who are honestly the best students ever. And that's it. 
Next episode will be about the mysterious affair at Styles, which is Agatha Christie's first book. I can't wait to record it and I can't wait for you to listen to it. Until then, lots of love.